I'm Lauren Seidelbaker, and welcome to this episode of ITR Economics Trends Talk. Today, an update on the infrastructure bill that's currently advancing through Congress. If it passes, this would represent the largest infrastructure investment in the U.S. in more than a decade. And while there will be benefits for many, we still have a few key questions. Namely, what does this bill look like in its final form and critically about some of the costs associated with it? But first, a few key facts. In its current form, the infrastructure bill includes $1 trillion of spending. The transportation sector is the biggest winner here, with more than $100 billion allocated to roads and bridges and sizable additional investments in rail and public transit. The utility sector also does quite well, with $73 billion in power infrastructure and about $50 billion each in drinking water and water storage infrastructure. And another key beneficiary will be the communications sector with a sizable investment in broadband. So in the near to medium term, there is a lot of upside for a lot of folks. Critically, the manufacturers, suppliers, contractors who will be involved in bringing these plans to fruition will clearly benefit. But even beyond that, individuals and businesses will enjoy some great positive externalities from having better infrastructure in this country. But we wouldn't be economists if we were only talking about the upside. We do have some concerns as well, uh, critically with the cost of this plan. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office has estimated that this plan would cost an additional $256 billion in federal deficit spending over the next 10 years. If you follow ITR, you're probably aware that an unsustainable debt burden is a critical component behind our forecast for a Great Depression in the 2030s. So adding this sizable amount of deficit spending and eventually additional debt will only increase the likelihood of that event coming to fruition. In the nearer term, though, there is some modest upside risk to our forecast if this plan does pass. However, I don't want to overstate that impact. All of this spending, all of these numbers I just quoted, those are spread out over a decade. So the year-by-year -year addition is going to be much more modest. Critically, this is, in most cases, not going to be enough to completely overwhelm the existing macroeconomic trends, and certainly not enough to completely reverse a cycle, except in some more limited cases. Beyond that, final passage of this bill will take several more months and even when this bill does pass, the so-called shovel-ready projects, those take several months to get rolling, to get off the ground. We'll have that lead time before shovels actually do break earth. So what does this mean for you? Well, if you can benefit from this infrastructure plan, by all means, develop your plans now. Be ready, because once final approval does take place, you want to move first. But I would caution you to wait for that final confirmation before over-investing. We will have ample time to analyze the final version of the bill to see what those impacts will be before they actually take effect. Use that lead time, plan for that lead time, and until then, follow your leading indicators because they're going to be the best gauge in the near term. And we certainly hope you stick with us at ITR Economics. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Lauren Seidel-Baker for this episode of Trends Talk. Let's talk more soon.